So welcome to the Sales for People Who Hate Selling podcast, uh, where we will explore the common issues and niggles that uh, freelancers and small business owners have when it comes to sales, each episode exploring a common problem that they face. So if you're new to sales or you're looking for sales advice for beginners, uh, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to episode three and this week we are delving headfirst into a topic area that has long kept salespeople, freelancers and business owners up at night. So what is the best way to approach it when your prospect says they can't afford it? I am Ria and I have 15 years experience within sales in its various capacities from working in and out of call centers, ad sales, publishing, tech, and also more consultative environments. And I am here with my co-host Richard. Say hello, Richard. Hello. Hello. Are you well? Yeah, I was going to say good afternoon, but I forget that people could be listening to this in the middle of the night or in the morning or whatever, you know? Could be any time. Could be any time. That's the beauty of podcasting. Right. Little plug there. Um, so, and, and together, Richard and I run Seek, which is a sales consultancy for freelancers, small businesses, and anyone that uh, might be new to the world of sales or indeed interested in the world of sales. Is that a good summary? Yeah, you like a summary. I love a summary. Um, now, some of you will know that Richard and I run a Facebook community called Sales for People Who Hate Selling, uh, from where this podcast takes its name. Um, and something that we hear a lot from that community and across Twitter and other platforms is not knowing what to do when the prospect says they can't afford it. Um, so Richard, um, over to you. Have you heard this phrase a lot? Is it something you've experienced yourself in the, in the business world? I think we all have, haven't we? You know, it might not be in so many words, uh, but I think we've all heard that uh, objection. Yes, um, right. without question. Exactly. So exactly. So that is what it is. It is an objection um, and it's probably the most well-known objection. Um, and we're going to be talking a little bit about this today um, and giving you some ideas and some tips and some guidance about what you can do should you be faced with this very common objection so uh richard if i say to you i can't afford it um what do you think that that means mm, it could mean many things um it could genuinely mean that they can't afford it right um, but it is more likely to mean that they either don't see the value in what you're proposing to them or um, they don't understand what the problem is that you're trying to solve. Uh, and I think that's a really important like, problem because ultimately what we're trying to do is, is help our clients to, uh, to solve their problems. And, and quite often you'll get uh, people that will come to you and they don't fully understand what the problem is. Uh, and if they yeah. don't have a problem, then obviously you can't 
find a solution you can't find a solution to a problem that doesn't exist so right. um, I think yeah. first and foremost um, you know you've got to understand what it is that you're trying to solve and then you can put forward uh, you know a solution to that and, and, but sometimes they might not see the value of that solution and therefore they'll equate that with not being able to afford it exactly so you've hit the nail on the head so very often when somebody says they can't afford it actually it has very 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 little to do with the price um, and actually what i can't afford it generally means it's a brush off statement it basically means go away in a more polite way um, and what that statement actually could mean is one of the following things which could mean as you've pointed out they do not believe in the service they don't believe in what you're offering so they're not quite sold into the value of what, what it is that you do. Um, it may also mean I don't believe in you as, as, a, as a salesperson or a business person. Um, you know what it's like when you, when you want to buy something in a, in a shop, um, maybe you're buying a new phone contract or something, um, and you really want the product, but maybe the salesperson, you didn't really like, you weren't really vibing together. Gel. You didn't gel, you didn't hit it off. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, written in the stars. Um, what it can also mean is they don't believe in themselves. So either they actually just don't have the authority to move ahead with a purchase or they don't trust themselves to make good decisions about the purchase. Or what it can actually mean is I just plain and simply can't afford it. Mm. So we're going to talk a little bit about these in a little bit more detail and um, give you guys um, some tips and some pointers about um, what you can do and what you can say that will um, hopefully give you a little bit more confidence um, when you come up against that objection. Yeah, I think that's going to be a very valuable, it's something that we, we come across a lot in the group, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I think if you are a business owner um, or a freelancer, or maybe you're in sales, but you work for someone else, um, this is um, pretty much the most common objection that you're going to come across. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, very often saying somebody can't afford it actually probably has very little to do with money. And it's basically a lie. It's a lie. It's a bit hard, um, but, but you might not be wrong. Yeah, well, listen, we're going to go into it. Now, what it can be is they're trying to end the conversation politely. As I said, it's, it's basically them trying to tell you to go away or trying to get you to lower your price immediately. Or as I said, you know, if they don't believe in you or your product or your service or you as a person, imagine if you were pitching somebody, Richard, like imagine this scenario, mm. right? Try and imagine this scenario. You're pitching someone, you've given the pitch of your life, and then at the end of the pitch, they say, well, you know what, Richard, I don't really believe in you. That no. would sound harsh. Like, it would sound rude. Uh, people don't really say that. So what they say instead is they say, oh, I can't afford it. Because that's a polite way of saying any of the other things that it could actually be you know, hiding behind. Yeah, I mean, I know we're going to get to this, but if you've found yourself in a situation where you've uh, pitched your service or pitched your product to somebody, and at the end of it, they're saying, we can't afford it, then you've done something very wrong at that point. Right, exactly. Um, because what you obviously need to be doing is uh, selling the value of what you do rather than the price. You know, you don't, um, you know, you don't walk into a car showroom 
and you go, oh, I need a car. And they say, oh, it's 20,000 pounds. That's not the first thing they, they say. You know, they, they sell you the value. Uh, first of all, they, they talk to you about, I don't know, how fast the car goes, what color it is. I don't know. I don't know anything about cars. Just saying, they don't give you the price first, do they? No, but it's also heavily linked into um, qualification, which I know is another episode. Um, yeah. We're going to go into at some point in the, in the near future. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I think maybe next episode we're going to talk about qualification because qualification is one of the most important things that you can be doing in business. It will save you a lot of time, save you a lot of energy and save you a lot of effort. Um, so we won't go into too much detail in this episode, but um, budget is one of the qualification questions that you could ask. So if you tune into our episode next week, we'll talk about that. Yeah, because if you've already covered that before you even get to the point where, um, you know, you're, you're pitching or whatever, then it should never even crop up. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and you know, when we talk about it on next week's episode, we can talk about budget as a, you know, as a qualification question and how to kind of get that, um, that, that figure out of people. Because often people are very um, shady about their budget and we can talk about that. Um, so... Listen, one of the first things you need to be doing when somebody says that they can't afford it is to ask lots and lots of questions such as um, you could say, OK, well, you know what, uh, Sue, it's Sue that you're pitching. It's always Sue, isn't it? It with you it is, yes. Yeah. Um, you can say, Sue, listen, uh, if money was no object, would you move ahead? Or you can say, if money were no object, Sue, what is the price that you would pay? And no, the thing is, is like, no matter what kind of salesperson you are, like you can literally be the best salesperson that's ever walked the earth, but you cannot stop prospects from saying they can't afford you. Um, because literally every prospect is going to say that. So if you ask lots of questions, you're going to uncover the real truth of what the problem is. So if you're asking someone, okay, well, you know what, Sue, you know, if money's no object, let's say for example i just do it for you for free mm. are you gonna go ahead and they still say no that should be alarm bells ringing to you that money is not the problem and you need to ask more questions to uncover what the problem is that's preventing them from moving ahead um, and it can be you know any number of things it could be that they're not the right person they don't have authority this isn't the right time they don't believe in the product whatever it is right Right. Yeah. The worst thing that you can do is to go down a, the rabbit hole of a, of a conversation about price. Uh, and then at the end of it, they still don't want to move forward. That just becomes like really frustrating and a real waste of time for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I've definitely had that happen to me um, in various roles over the years, you know, where you're really, really close to signing a deal and you really want it and you can literally smell the, the money, you know, the ink on the, on the money you can smell it and you, mm. you're so sure it's going to happen so to get it moving along quicker the instinct is to immediately just assume that price is the problem and and give somebody a discount or or whatever it is um, and then you find that they're still not going to move ahead and then what happens is you've given them a discount for no reason you kind of look a little bit like you're just willing to just drop your drop your trousers anytime um and guess what they still haven't moved ahead right. so it's really, really important to ask lots and lots of questions and find out what the real problem behind them not moving ahead is. Right. It could be anything. It could be anything. It could be uh, they don't do deals on Tuesdays. That'd be weird. 
could be um, they need a permission slip from a parent. I don't know. Could be anything. Yeah, you you say that, but then that, you know, in, in the business sense, that may well be the case. You know, they you right. may find out that actually they're not the decision maker. Exactly, and we will cover that on next week's episode about qualification because uh, finding out who your decision maker is um, is one of the most key fundamental points of this. Um, and hopefully, if you are speaking to someone on the phone and you're already talking to them and you're pitching them the product, hopefully, you're already speaking to a decision maker or and we'll cover this next week an influencer influencers mm. can be super super important but basically no offense to any receptionists or admin people out there or cleaners or i don't know groundsmen um but you don't want to be talking to any of those people you want to be talking to the head honcho the person that makes all the uh, decisions right yeah yeah exactly uh, but what i would say is this is important um, I won't go off on too much of a tangent because we will talk about this uh, next time. But uh, in this uh, world that we're living in, 2020, um, often there are multiple decision makers involved in the process. And the person that decides whether to move ahead can be a very, very different person to the person who controls the money. So um, that's a really important point to make um, and something that we can talk about next time. This podcast, this episode is about uh, not that topic. Exactly. So, uh, what's the second thing that we can do if somebody says they can't afford it? So, um, the second thing that I want to talk about is super, super obvious, um, but basically use your empathy. Um, do not be a cliche. Don't be a sales cliche. So boring. Don't be pushy. Um, I'm sure Richard, you've had some experiences of dealing with, um, some pushy salespeople. They call you up in the middle of the day and annoy you. Yeah, of, of course. I think we we all do, um, and it rarely goes anywhere, doesn't it? You're right. You know, you don't want. Uh, you know, if somebody says, "I can't afford it," and you ask some questions and you uncover a little bit more truth behind that, why that is, you know, it's okay to step back a little bit, take your foot off the gas, as they say, um, and just you know, give them a little bit more time. And I know what people will say, they'll say, but Ria, you always say that it's really important to like follow up and keep following up and blah, 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 blah. And that is really, really true for most instances. Um, but I think when somebody says that they need more time and you've already uncovered some uh, truths about what their objections are, it's okay to let them go and give them time to evaluate. I think the worst thing that you can do is start stomping your feet and throwing your toys out of the pram and urging them and begging them to buy. Um, you know, it's, it's okay to, to step back and take your time and let them have some time as well. Not for too long, obviously. You, what you want to do and what's really important to do is to agree with the, the prospect um, how and when and why you guys are going to get back in touch with each other. Um, but I think it's really important that we talk about sales as being a consultative thing where you, the vendor and the prospect or the client are working together to come up with the best solution rather than you kind of just like stomping your feet and trying to, you know, hammer, hammer down the point of your product to get the sale. Yeah, I think at that point, um, it's, it's also a good idea to uh, just clarify with, with that, that person that, uh, you know, you are actually being considered 
you know um but they just need a little yeah. bit of time because you could say you know what like uh, i understand you need a little bit of time that's fine it's an important decision to make uh, but can i just like clarify that the we are actually being considered because if you're just trying to be polite and, and say we're not interested then i could just leave you alone you know yeah right exactly and and i think um those types of conversations um are really really important you know i think it's okay to ask somebody whether you know because sometimes what will happen is somebody will say oh Rhea I just need like a week to to consider this um and again what that can be is that can just be an objection just to basically get you to go away right um so I think it's it's fine and 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 good to be having conversations with people where you do step back a little bit and you do you know present them with empathy and kind of say to them well look you know sometimes when people say that we should reconnect in a week that actually means that they're not interested and they don't actually want to speak to me ever again and they hope that you know I fall off a cliff um (laughs) is is that the situation here? And, um, you know, that gives them the opportunity to say yes or, or no. Yeah, we've spoken about this before, haven't we? You have to give people the opportunity to say no. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've had it before, you know, where I've been trying to get hold of prospects, you know, all the time. And eventually you just end up sending like a, an email. I remember I went through a stage of, um, I, I know that you don't watch Game of Thrones, Richard, but when Game of Thrones was on TV um, and it was like a really big deal because it was the finale of Game of Thrones. And um, I went through a stage of basically in the subject title of my emails, I would put this email contains the Game of Thrones ending. And then then I would just write, you know, I haven't heard from you. And, you know, we said that we would reconnect and we haven't. And I'm just wondering, you know, is this something you're interested in? And I would give them three options, which was like one, yes, I'm very interested. um, But, you know, please, please call me back in a month or whatever. Option two was like, no, I'm not interested. Please go away. And then option three was like some, I don't know, some jokey comment or whatever that I came up with at the time that was relevant to whatever was going on in the world. Um, and, And by and large, the response rate to those emails was pretty high because you're giving your prospect the opportunity to literally reply yes or no. Or yeah, right option one two or three um and we talk about this all the time in like um making it really easy for your prospects to buy um and i think the same goes for making the process easy for them before they have bought from you um and i think a lot of that comes down to empathy and not being too pushy and 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 making sure that you're giving them the time that they need but always agreeing to what the next step is going to be yeah, but we have to remember, and it's something that we see a, a lot where people are are scared of the no, you know. Yeah, exactly. Especially so they, they won't ask the question. Yeah, I think especially if you're um, a freelancer, um, and your you know livelihood depends on getting that next client, um, it's very nerve wracking to you know basically let a potential prospect or a potential job slip away so there's a tendency to like really cling on to them even if you know five out of the six opportunities that you have in your crm at that time and no hopers right of course but the thing is if if they say no they're unlikely to have ever been able to say yes it's not like you giving them the opportunity to say no means that they're going to say no but they were going to say yes at some point exactly exactly. they were always going to say no exactly um so yeah so i think um empathy super important and don't be a sales cliche if people need time give them time but agree what the next steps are going to be 
Um, it's a, people are, you know, uh, it's fine for people to need to evaluate things, especially when it comes to finances. Don't stomp your feet and throw your toys out the pram. Just say it's okay. Give them some time and agree to speak um, another time. Yeah. Cool. Good. Do you have any thoughts or things that you'd like to add? I'm, I'm curious to hear what number three is. Oh, right. Well, hopefully everyone is. Um, and number three um, is, I would say, the sort of less orthodox one of, of the kind of points. Um, and it's something that uh, we talk about a lot, Richard. Um, and it's something that we talk about a lot in the group and with people that we know from the business community. Um, and this is about moving your pricing, i.e. giving a discount. Um, and this one, I think, probably comes with a lot of controversy because, is that how you say it? Controversy. 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 Um, it comes with a lot of controversy, I think, because especially sort of, um, you know, freelancy types, um, I think there's either a tendency to be, and I'm going to say this kindly, uh, a little bit arrogant and a little bit kind of like, no, this is what my price is. I, I can't believe someone has dared to ask if I'll lower my prices because everything I do is so wonderful and fabulous that I'm not ever going to lower my prices. And that's kind of fine. Mm. Or the other end of the scale is um, what we've encountered is where people will just immediately give a discount as soon as someone asks for them. Um, so, you know, they'll say they'll, they'll immediately kind of apologize and say, Oh, well, you know, my services are normally 2000 pounds, but actually I'll just do it for a thousand pounds. And this is about finding the middle ground between those two things. Yeah, because that heavily ties into the, the concept of, you know, people saying they can't afford you simply because they're trying to negotiate with you. Yeah, exactly. So let's imagine in this scenario, um, you're with Sue again. You're pitching Sue. She's super excited. She loves you. Who wouldn't? Right. Um, I'm glad you said that. Thank you. And she's, she's, she's pretty, like, ready to buy. But she says, Richard, I can't afford it. So you uncover a little bit more of truth about what's going on. Turns out, actually, it's a timing issue. So then we move to our number two and you step, you take your foot off the pedal and you say, OK, Sue, you know what? I'm going to give you a little bit more time. Let's get together in a week from now. That week passes. You and Sue, again, you've got it together. And she says, you know what, Richard? Uh, I, I really want to do this with you. I'm super excited. Um, I love, love your work. Um, but is there any way you can um, lower the price? And the instinct is to do one of the two examples that I gave, which is to either say, absolutely, currently not. These are my prices. Or to just immediately drop your trousers. Mm. Um, and what we've spoken about before, and this is super important, is that if the client asks for something from you, then you need something from them. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. So, but bearing in mind, going back to what we were saying about, um, I think it's point, point one, we've definitely mentioned yeah. it during this conversation. If you're having that conversation with them right there and then, you need to clarify that the only thing stopping them from moving forward is the price. And I think yeah. it's worth reiterating right. that. So that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? So we're on to our third sort of conversation with Sue at this point. At first, she said, you know, she couldn't afford it, but it turned out that it was a timing issue. So you've given her a little bit more time. And now here we are again. And she's asking for a discount. And I think that that's a, that's a really, really good question to ask, which is, OK, Sue, so is price the only thing that's preventing you from moving forward? And if she says yes, 
then what you can do is you can say, well, look, you know, where would I need to be for you to move ahead? And let's say she says, uh, well, it would need to be 600 pounds. Uh, I don't know what, what, it, what, let's say that's like a 5% discount. Obviously that depends on your business and how you like to run things as whether you think that that's an acceptable discount to, to give. Um, but I have very much the opinion that um, it's much, much easier to keep clients than it is to get new ones. Right. So if you're seconds away from getting a new client on the basis of a 5% discount, my opinion is why wouldn't you? Because once you've got that client, it's going to be very, very easy in the future to nurture that client and maybe do some more business with them. And it's going to be much, much easier to do that than it is to get a new client. So what I would do in that scenario, she's asked for the 5% discount. You can negotiate if you want around price, but I wouldn't. I would say something along the lines of, you know what, Sue? If you will sign the contract today on the basis of a 5% discount at 600 pounds, we, we can go ahead and do business together. Right. And if she's like, oh no, I can't do that. Then again, price is not the problem. There's something else that's the problem because if she wants a 5% discount and she can't sign for it today, there's something else going on. Really important to get that um, clarified, isn't it? At that point. Yeah. For sure. You might have already um, discussed it before as well. You might think, well, hang on a minute. Like Sue and I discussed this three weeks ago and I said, exactly. you know, that, yeah, but three weeks ago is three weeks ago. You know, exactly. three days ago is three days ago. You know, and then you so, say, oh. yeah, you need to, you need to do it again at that point. Yeah. So then you basically, you come back round to the beginning and you are where you started, where you're asking these layered questions to really get to the bottom of what's going on. Um, and that might be, something like uh well i can't sign it because it's my friend or my uh colleague or my boss that needs to sign for this um, and that's fine and then you're back to where you are and then what you need to do is obviously have a allow sue and her friend colleague associate whatever to have a conversation um, about the signing of the document so then you can move ahead exactly yeah you've got to tie all that stuff up first yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the things that I really like to do, um, and if you are um, a freelancer or you're in business, um, you might have heard of this phrase, which is uh, a proof of concept, which is basically where you're lowering the financial risk for the client, um, but you're still retaining the value of, of what you do. So if you think about the lowest sort of offering that you do, um, what you would do is obviously you would offer them that to you know have a proof of concept of who you are so that they can kind of fall in love with you and what you do as a service and as a as a person um and then of course once they've done that you can offer them your other services now what you can do if you're feeling particularly plucky is you can do a contract which actually incorporates that already into it so you're offering a proof of concept and you give a date for that to end which could be you know two months from now or something like so um, and then once that two months is end, you guys just crack ahead with, with the next part of the service. Um, and then you send an invoice for that. That's something that you can do as well. Yeah. I think the other thing we should probably, uh, 
touch on it when you ask them the question okay so where do we need to be at from a pricing perspective for you to move ahead it, you you said that oh, we, they might say this price but it's also very likely that they will say oh i don't know or we're not we're not sure you know what yeah. would you charge you know and they'd be very yeah. sort of cagey about it how would we react to that kind of response yeah, I think that's a really good question because you're always going to have people that are cagey about budget. And often when that happens is because um, they are worried that your services are going to suddenly, miraculously, as if by chance, be the same price as the budget that they have. Right. I think that kind of conversation should have happened a lot, lot earlier. I think we're, if we're at this stage where you're talking about a negotiation of budget, they should already be very, very aware where, where your pricing lies. So um, it shouldn't be a surprise to them. So at that point, you've probably already pitched to them a service, which let's say is gonna cost a thousand pounds. They know how much it costs. So at that point, if you're asking them, well, look, like where do I need to be for you to move ahead on this? And they say, oh, well, I don't, I, I, I don't know, Richard, blah, 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 you know, I, I just don't know. Then a budget, again, is probably not the problem. And I think that this yeah. really boils down to the real crux of this, which is remembering that when people say they can't afford it, budget is often not the issue. If you're speaking to um, somebody that's really super interested in what you do, um, but you know they, they keep saying it's it's budget, it probably isn't because if you've gone through this process and they're still not moving ahead, there might be something else going on, you know? Yeah, of course, of course. That's three really important points to, uh, to, to make, isn't it? You know, are that you going to do one of your, your uh, memorable summaries? Yeah, well, I thought I would. Um, I'm going to crack through these because um, I think it's super important. Uh, so number one is to remember that when somebody says they can't afford it, it probably has very, very little to do with money and it's probably a lie. So what you need to do is ask lots of questions. So you're uncovering the truth of what's really going on for them and what's happening in their business and what they need and what they, and what they want, etc. You know, so you're asking things like if money was no object, would you move ahead? And they say, no then you're like okay so there's something else going on and you just ask those kind of layered questions to get to the real truth of what's uh, going on uh number two is empathy uh which we said you know it does sound really really obvious but it's all about not being too pushy don't be a sales cliche don't be a person that calls someone up in the middle of the day and badgers them to like buy the thing if somebody says they need more time give them more time if somebody says they're not sure that's fine you can back off a little bit it's okay don't be too pushy yep. and number three never be afraid to move your pricing if you can or offer a proof of concept or a kind of scenario where you do something for them and they do something for you like in the example i gave with the signing of the contract or you can ask, you know, well, I'll give you a discount if you pay today and, and things like so. That was a very good summary. I, well, I thought so. And yeah. I think, um, based on some of the stuff that we've talked about today, um, next episode, we should definitely be talking about qualification of prospects. Um, I know you're conscious of time, Richard, but I just want to talk about, just really, really quickly, about um, qualification of prospects is super, super important. We had, didn't we, Richard, a... Mm run-in uh well i had a run-in with someone and you swooped in like a knight in shining armor i think we should talk about this next week oh you're i think off. it's more relevant 
got it okay well people are going to be excited for that story exactly um it's worth it's worth tuning in for that is a duff duff moment as they say i think we should um let people know how they can listen to the podcast and because uh, I, I think last week i said that people could find us on apple podcasts um which was very much like people who say that they can't afford you is a lie because um, we're not on apple podcasts not yet no. anyway we will be but no. we're not at the we moment will. but where we are on spotify uh, okay. and we're also on anchor as well yes. so if you're uh, on then, anchor and to be honest those are the two most important platforms i'm not an apple user myself so i couldn't care less about the apple podcast thing so really if you've got spotify that's the most important thing you're sorted, also what you're sorted if you've got spotify exactly also um you can find us on twitter uh we are at we are seek um and then on facebook if you would like to join the group and the community that we talk about um on each episode it is sales for people who hate selling um and every day you will find um some guidance and some tips and some advice and a bit of discussion uh, and we also do competitions as well so um join that group um and your life will be transformed your sales life will be transformed we can't like you know, transform your, your personal Not just your life. sales life your personal life your emotional life your mental well-being i can't stress this enough it's a great group join it it's quite a new group but we're growing like pretty quick aren't we yeah it's good so um richard do you have any like further thoughts that you would like to say before we say au revoir to this podcast episode I think I'm looking forward to next week, episode four of the, of the podcast uh, as qualification, as we've been talking about. So um, if you're listening now, uh, subscribe and then you can tune into uh, episode four next Tuesday. We go uh, every Tuesday, don't we? Yes. And you can listen to the exciting tale that um, I will tell about um, a run in that I had with somebody about qualification. Um, until next time, I will say goodbye. 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 See you later. Bye, bye, bye.